Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. 2020 has thrown a few curveballs to us this year and look, let's be honest, it's been pretty shit. Uh, The music industry has really suffered and this week on the Mark 2 Review and Us, I interview a very talented young songwriter who I guess we're going to adopt as our own here in the South Burnett, Bridget O'Shennessy. Bridget, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks so much for having me. Mate, not a drum at all. Look, we are here in the beautiful South Burnett, mm-hmm. your second home. Yes. Sitting on the floor in the lounge room at Arnie Cathy's. Yes. At Dodoy Station. Yeah. This is fantastic. I've, for a first, I've never done an interview on the floor before, let alone having this be- a beautiful Christmas tree behind us. So let's, how about you? You're the artist. Let's paint a picture of where we're sitting. Um, so we are sitting on the carpeted lounge room floor of the home away from home uh, that I've nearly grown up in. When I was a kid, um, I grew up in the western suburbs of Brisbane. But when I was a kid, mum and dad would always send my siblings and I to the farm to get some culture <laughs> <laughs> and some sunshine. Lovely. Um, and we'd spend our days riding horses and whatnot and... Um, yeah, so we're sitting, this is where we would open Christmas presents every second Christmas right. when we come up to Dai Now, yeah. if anyone knows Arnie Cathy, yeah. she's very well known, uh, is a counsellor in this region and loves pink. So, of course, the Christmas tree's pink as well and pink curtains and pink cushions. Has that rubbed off on you a little bit, all the pink, or have you gone away to more sort of subtle colours? Exactly the opposite. Yeah, right. So when I was a tiny little kid... I used, and I still do, I looked up to Kathy and I thought she was the coolest person ever and she was wearing hot pink all the time. So I adopted that. Is that right? But the more, <laughs> and I'm going to call her out here, but <laughs> the more, um, the older I got, um, the more Kathy wanted to claim pink as her own. And I said, you know what? I'm going to step away. Oh, wow. I'm going to be the bigger person. Kathy Con- can have pink. Yeah, wow. Controversy. Yeah. <laughs> You've heard it here first on the Martu Review, ladies and gentlemen. It's fantastic. I love it. I love it. <laughs> now, look, we're sitting on the floor for a reason because you are a singer-songwriter. You featured on um, the Martu Review earlier in this year during Community Prayers. And look, you've got the most amazing voice and we absolutely love the way you sing. But we're going to get to the reason why we're sitting on the floor a little bit later on. Can you tell us how did you first get into music? Um, so I am the first of three kids. And so mum's uh, always been an overachiever. So when I was a tiny kid, she put me in all of these lessons. Yeah, right. Tennis lessons, swimming lessons, piano lessons, singing lessons. And it just sort of came to a point where my dad was like, okay, we've got to sort of hone in on one skill here. Yep. Uh, pick one and we'll go with that for a little bit. And mum uh, must have seen some sort of sparkle in my eye when I got to sing. So I continued on with the singing lessons and then we started doing um, country music festivals around Queensland and then eventually New South Wales. And that just, the only way to say it is it snowballed. Yeah. I uh, picked up a guitar, I uh, started songwriting, I started gigging and the stages got bigger and 
the crowds of people slowly got bigger and yeah I just absolutely love playing live it's my favorite thing in the world how old were you when you played your first music festival 11 I think are you serious yeah I was like mm. proper child yeah right <laughs> and how, how do you is it the opposite, so you, you're not even uh, really aware of, of your surroundings, you're just like, yeah, I'm this kid, and look at me with my guitar, and I can do anything, and does it, did that change when you got older, then the nerves kicked in, or were you nervous playing back then? Um, when I was younger, no, I was always nervous, I was always, always nervous, um, and I remember the first ever stage I got up on was actually the Bunduma Homestead stage, yes. which is just down the road, because um, I'd been doing all these singing lessons, and we thought, okay, well, we'll we'll try out a competition. And so I had to prepare two Australian songs. One was Saddle Boy uh, by Slim Dusty. Yeah, and okay. I remember being so scared. I was like, yeah, I think I was, no, actually, you know what? I think I was nine or 10. Oh, I couldn't tell you. But um, I, yeah, I was really young you, and very Do you know nervous. what I was doing at nine? I was probably playing around in, in cow pads or something like that <laughs> while you're sitting up on stage creating a singing career. It's, it's unbelievable. I wouldn't call it a singing career at <laughs> nine. I think it's just a hobby and and, a, and an admiration for sparkly outfits. <laughs> oh, so are we talking pink sparkly outfits at that there, time? It, uh, there was a stage where I had a hot pink cowboy hat, corkscrew blonde curls, wow. and a hot pink sparkly dress. Okay, we are going to try and get photos of that oh. and put it up on our social media because we need to see Bridget in that outfit and look, it's going to blow up. So uh, I'll talk to your management um, and we'll get that sorted out. Now, speaking of management, um, it's a family affair, isn't it? Yeah. Um, your sister Maggie, who is absolutely amazing, she, <laughs> let's talk about Maggie for a little bit and, and what she does and how, how she helps you out. Uh, so... Um, it's so funny when you were talking about those photos, I was shaking my head and I look over at Maggie and she's going, I've got them. <laughs> um, uh, Maggie is my younger sister, two and a half years younger, and we've been um, best friends on and off, no. <laughs> we're, yeah, we're, we're a tight-knit group. Uh, the Duff family has always raised us to really value family. Yeah. Um, and... Maggie is the smartest person I know, and she's just got this can-do attitude that cool. is very rare these days. And do you need that in, that in this industry? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm way too scared to get anything done. Cool. And Mag will just be like, ah, oh, shut up and get it done. Yeah, right. <laughs> and, and, is she, and is she the one that sort of drives not just you, but makes sure things are being driven to get... Say, for instance, you need to go uh, find a gig to play. Would Maggie be the one to go, I'm going to get you here and, and do all the work in, in the background? Maggie is uh, the kind of person, and it's fantastic. I'm, I've always got like these big dreams, big visions, and things like that, but I'm just too scared to pick up the phone and get it done. Right. Whereas Maggie is always, and she's probably blushing over the corner there, <laughs> just panicking, like, no one talk about me. No, but Maggie's sort of like this amazing. I said it before. She's just can do. Yep. She'll know exactly how something should be done and she'll know exactly how to get it done that way to a certain standard as well. Um, so she's just a, she's a good driving force. That's absolutely fantastic. Now look, we can't just talk the whole time. If you've got a, a musician on, we, we need to hear some music as well. Some tunage. So some tunage. <laughs> and uh, so look, have you got a couple of favourite songs that you've written? Like, is there something that stands out or a couple of songs that really stand out that you, A, love to perform? 
or, or B that really means something special? Um, I have two songs in mind. One is kind of like, um, this is a song that I wrote when I was 13 and I wrote it in about 20 minutes. I was in my bedroom and it's uh, a good fun song and it seems to be the one that um, people relate to or like the most. Uh, and it's sort of, it's, a, it's about uh, someone who has, who looks up to someone else okay. and they just don't think that they don't even know who they are and they just, anyway, it's, it, this one's called Some Other Girl. Okay. Can you uh, take it away? I sure can.
Wow. <laughs> 13. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I think we were having what? a dinner party or something Oh, oh like okay. That. <laughs> so I was how, and I was this angsty what, little blonde thing. Who were you thing. thinking of? Who were you thinking of when you wrote that? Who, who, who's it about? Oh, no. Can you? Yeah, say it. No, it was a very, very embarrassing yeah. okay, celebrity I'm gonna, crush. Okay, uh, I'm let me have a think. And I'm bright red. So am, am I thinking Taylor Swift? No, no. No? Okay. No, it was a celebrity crush yeah. that I had when I was 13. And it is? And I'm not going to say no, it. No, look, you've got to say it. I can't do, do you, it. Do you want to know who my celebrity crush used to be? Mm-hmm. I'll tell you after you tell me. Oh, dear Lord. Yeah. I can't get him a nod from management. Yep, here we go, management. <laughs> this is going to blow up. Oh, God. I've only told like a handful of people yeah. this, and they make fun of me for it. To no one listens to this day. podcast, so don't worry about it. Oh, no, they do. Um, yeah. Trust me. <laughs> Um, I, okay, oh, deep breath, it was, (laughs) um, I used to have this big old crush on the lead singer of Five Seconds of Summer. Yeah, we're getting some gasps in the corner over there. Um, (laughs) uh, yeah, so I'm naming and shaming myself. It was Luke Hemmings from this Australian angsty boy band called... Yeah, five seconds of summer, yeah, yeah. and they still are. Credit yeah. to them. And do you know what? They're probably following you, and, and they're probably going, oh, I wish I could tell Bridget O'Shaughnessy that I love her. <laughs> just um, the crazy chick that writes yeah, just the crazy chick. Yeah. crushes. Hey, mate, uh, absolutely fantastic. <laughs> 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 Look, I'll, and I'll stick to the deal. I used to have the biggest crush on the lead singer. No, I can't tell you we were going to run out of time. <gasps> no. So, now look, the reason we are here is because during lockdown and you haven't been playing gigs and well no one's been playing gigs um mm. you just the other week with maggie sat on the floor on this beautiful carpet in the land room of Dido, decided to write a christmas song yeah so that came about very quickly i think i just made myself a cup of coffee or something like that and i was scrolling through instagram and i was like you know what i've seen so many Christmas things happening. Like, Carrie Underwood's just released a Christmas album, Mag. And Dolly Parton's got some Christmas gear on and she's on yeah. in front of a camera on Instagram. Dolly Parton is everywhere at the moment, isn't yeah. she? Yeah. She's a gem. Yeah. Um, and Mag goes, yeah, obviously, that's because, like, 2020's been terrible for everyone and people want something to look forward to. And I was like, oh, that's why. And immediately, Mag's like, great, get your guitar, sit down, we're writing a Christmas song. Wow. And we just, like, we were just having this... Actually, it was, a, it was so much fun. Um, we just sat down, got a notepad. We just started jotting down all of our favourite things about our own Christmas traditions. And what are they? Can you name a few? What are your favourite things? Yeah, so um, we, when I, significantly when I was a kid, I remember we, um, every Christmas would drive around and look at the Brisbane Christmas lights. Oh, yes. And I remember being like 10 years old or something and just driving around Brisbane at like 10 p.m. at night and I'd be so tired and like nodding off to sleep but so exciting to it's, see all the Christmas lights. Because like, you'd be magical. Yeah, you'd be waking yourself up and you're like, oh, no, don't don't miss any. You can't miss anything. It's amazing. This is only one once a year and um, that was, so I, um, we, yeah, <laughs> that was part of um, tradition as well as um, I remember uh, when we ha- when we came here to die I it was, we'd, We'd start drinking rum, like mum and dad and, and all of my older cousins and things. We'd, 
they'd be on the rum and coke yeah. from like 11 a.m. Oh, and it'd be okay. a good Christmas tradition, right? That's, my family were the same. Yeah. My, my dad, my late father, would drink rum and coke first thing in the morning. Yeah. And I got caught out. I thought it was just coke. So, like, it would be half rum, <laughs> half coke. And I just took this, the, 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 the jug and, and I nearly died. I couldn't yeah. breathe. So, look, hey, I can understand how fun that is. Yeah. So, mum would always make fun of dad because she'd be like, oh, my God, you smell like a Christmas cake. And that would be a, like a big thing. So, we just jotted down all of these Christmas uh, memories that Maggie and I have had of our Christmas. Fantastic. Yeah, it's just like traditions. And we just threw it into a song. I love it. I absolutely love it. You mm. know, my fa- I, the, the couple of memories I really have of Christmas is, A, um, drinking my dad's late dad's rum and coke. But... Um, Chocolate coated scorched almonds and and, and uh, apricot balls. Oh yeah, like, we had rumbles because yeah, like, clearly uh, my family drinks too much. Unbelievable! <laughs> like we didn't have the chocolate coated almonds any other time of the year except yeah. Christmas, and they'd sit in the middle of the lounge room on the table, you know, in the tray, and they'd be melted by the end of the afternoon. So you know, you'd have to scoop. But yeah. isn't it amazing the tiniest little things yeah. just jog a memory and and will fill your heart with joy. So when. Are we expecting the release of this fan? Do, do we can we name the name of the song yet? Yes. We can. Oh, okay. So, Here we go. Um, this song is uh, it's called Christmas Night. Yes. Because uh, just so happens all of the Fun. traditions happen around Christmas night, uh, and we are going to be releasing it in the first weekend of December. Right. Mhm. Which is cool. Which is, I'm mostly excited about excited about this because uh it is it's the first song release that i will be doing without having had like um outside management okay guiding me on what i should do it yeah it's a it's a family affair my sister right. and i are a team working together and, to figure out how to get this done and how's it feel it's like do you feel empowered do you feel Obviously, probably scared out of your wits doing mm. it on your own. Oh, yeah. But is, do you think this will make you a better performer and, and, and I guess the business of music, your business of music, do you think it'll make it stronger moving forward? Oh, for sure. Every other release I've had, it's either been guided by a parent and I was too young to figure out what was going on yep. or other management that would just tell me where to be and when and I'd just show up and right. they'd just say, you're the artist, don't worry about it. So I would, I would cool. be the artist and I wouldn't worry about it. Whereas this time, I'm so much more involved in how how the song's going to be released, the way the song sounds, the way the song looks as well, visually. Um, and Mag's been a huge part of that. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So, uh, listen out. It, you said uh, early December. Mm-hmm. Um, we will keep you up to date um, on all our socials when that will happen. So, uh, you don't miss out. And uh, there'll be a couple of little fan, uh, more fantastic things uh, coming along uh, as well in that space. So, uh, like I said, listen out to uh, the March Review and we'll let you know what's going on in that space. Um, I have heard it. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything, but I'm, I am going to say it's catchy and it, there are things that are going to be stuck in my head, which a good song does have. Bridget, mate, thank you so much for inviting me out to Die Die uh, for a start and, 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 and taking that time out of your busy schedule to talk to us here on the Matu Review. Happy to do so. I absolutely love the it, review. It is so cool. Can you take us out with another song, one of your favourites, and, and tell us a little bit about why? 
Okay, yeah, sure. Um, so this one um, is my most recent release. Uh, this is the single I released um, in 2019 um, with music video and all that kind of stuff. And it's the last single I was actually able to release. I had plans to release something in 2020, but obviously the coronavirus yeah. screwed everything up. Um, so that'll, well, we'll release that stuff later on. But this one is my last release uh, and it's about uh, the journey of a musician. Yeah, right. Called Long Dirt Road. Perfect. Bridget, thanks again for being on the uh, show and uh, we can't wait to talk to you in early December. Thanks for having me. This Long Dirt Road will be my home as long as you're here smiling from ear to ear. Keep your foot on the gas chance we have you whispered darling this is your warning it's not too late now for you to back out I looked you in the eye said not this time Take me there so I can breathe there. Take a chance and take me back.
hold my home. When we travel through the region, we choose to drive in comfort with our partner, Bill Holcar Centre. This is the Mark 2 Review.